Kate, do you reckon you could give me your best uh, Ryan Gosling-esque SEO meme? Okay, I think I've got lots of favourites, but my favourite would be, hey girl, if you had an XML sitemap, I'd crawl every last page of you. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can barely keep myself contained when I hear that. That's awesome. Hello and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. My name is Kath Hughes and I'm a WP Elevation coach and I run a WordPress design and development agency here in Sydney, Australia. I'm really excited to announce that our feature guest this week is Kate Toon, a leading SEO copywriter from Sydney. In this episode, Kate is going to walk us through the essential SEO foundations that developers should be laying down for their clients in 2017. Listen in and be sure to download a checklist to make sure you can apply what you learn in this episode. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of, of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this, probably thousands of members all over the world. But it still really is something that I'm very passionate about. And, and of course, if you join WP Elevation, we make revenue and we make profit. So it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it. And partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hi, I'm Kath Hughes from WP Elevation and I'm very pleased to have with me today Kate Toon. Kate is arguably Australia's most prolific SEO copywriter. She's the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the Recipe for SEO Success eCourse, as well as the co-host of the Hot Copy podcast. She presents the Write for Business show with the Dale Beaumont's Brin.ai app and recently launched the Copywriting Conference, Australia's first dedicated copywriting conference. Kate, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm exhausted just reading that out. It's fair to say you're uh, you're not just sitting around scratching your head, are you? Well, if you're exhausted reading it out, imagine how exhausted I am doing I, it all. But yeah, <laughs> I shudder to think. So, for those of us who don't know, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is, and what you're working now. Anything that I haven't already covered, because I know that you've got so much going on at the moment. Yeah, so uh, my background is in agency. I used to be uh, a producer and copywriter in big agencies like Ogilvy. Um, I started my freelance business about eight years ago, and it's kind of evolved. So I started out more as a copywriter, and now I've moved into offering e-courses and memberships. I have shops, I have podcasts, you name it. Oh, and a conference. And I, uh, what I'm working on right now is I've just published my first business book, uh, so I'm working on getting that out there and promoting it. Amazing. I, I don't, I honestly don't know how you, how you managed to get it all done, but uh, that's probably a podcast episode in, in the future. Mm. Um, so kind of coming back to what we're here to talk about today, why should people be paying attention to copywriting for search engines? Particularly, why should developers be paying attention to copywriting for search engines? Well, I mean, I think... Um, 
the content is becoming more and more important. I think it's always been important, but I think as Google's algorithm gets better and better, better and better at understanding the context of what you're writing, um, and better and better at crawling content and telling whether it's good quality or not, I think it's a, a key factor. That's not to say that it's not as important as technical SEO and link building and all the other parts of SEO. Um, I think they're all of equal importance, uh, but I think Content is what appeals to humans, and at the end of the day, it's a human-first, Google-second world. So if you can attract the humans through good quality, engaging content, then you'll please the Google gods as well. Absolutely. Um, all makes sense to me, but I think it's, <laughs> it's definitely one of those things that um, uh, particularly developers struggle with because it's sort of where does the, the line get drawn between those tech, technical SEO components and the actual SEO strategy um, so before we dive in, I just want to let our audience know that the key points from this episode will be available as a download, which is going to be pop popped on the wpelevation.com forward slash Kate Toon um, that you can download after you've listened. Um, so Kate, here's a scenario that's likely to be familiar with you, some of your clients and a lot of our audience. Um, someone's just getting started out as a web developer or a web designer. They're getting in good with the code and the design and the software that they're using. But SEO still feels that, that mysterious elephant in the room. You and I have had this conversation a few times over and I don't think personally that it's acceptable for web devs offering professional website services to let a build go without at least some base SEO foundations. It'd be great if you could take us through your sort of top five SEO considerations web designers and web developers should be offering their clients in 2017. I guess it's kind of regardless of whether they're pitching an SEO service. Um, I'm just talking about the easy baseline wins that add value and professionalism without, to our client sites without having to learn a completely new skill set. Well, look, I think before I even get into the five, I think the most important thing that web developers can do is, is kind of understand their limits. Now, that sounds a bit negative, but I think one of the biggest errors that is made is over-promising. So talking about the fact that you've delivered an SEO-friendly website when you're not 100% confident that it is SEO friendly and talking about the fact that the site has been SEO'd when in reality SEO is an ongoing process. So SEO is for life, it's not just for Christmas. It's not a tick box on your WordPress development list. It's an ongoing thing. So I think it's super important to be realistic about what you've done and make that very clear to the client because the client, if you don't do that, the client hasn't got a clue. You know, they really don't understand what they're getting and they're relying on you to be honest about it. So that's a really important step, I think, Kath, and uh, I think uh, it's it's kind of overarching all the five all the all the five points. Yes, absolutely. I, I just to add to that, um, one of my pet peeves, I guess, is going into some of the the larger theme marketplaces and seeing that the theme developer has added that um, it's SEO ready. And I find that's really deceptive, and it's definitely deceptive for the, the new kids on the block coming in. It's also deceptive for um, people who are DIYing out there as well with their websites. Like SEO isn't is a, is, a, is something that you implement once you've put together a strategy for it. It's not just a thing that you switch on. So exactly. um, and as you say, it's made up of several components. It's like it's the content, it's a backlink strategy, it's technical components on the website. Um, and it's it's understanding content and so yeah I think that that's a massive point and I think mm -hmm. you're right I think it does sort of 
bear down the best thing that we can do for our clients is be transparent about what they're getting, what they're not, and who's responsible for what when it comes to their search engine results. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is, you know, WordPress is an SEO friendly platform, which means it's easier to do things on it for SEO than, say, other platforms like Wix and Weebly. But that doesn't mean it's already been done. So anyway, your question was, what are the five main considerations? Uh, So I think the first one is crawlability. So this is the foundation of all SEO. If Google cannot get its bots through your site and crawl it well, uh, then you're gonna nothing else you do will really matter because it won't get indexed in the way that you want it to. So when we're talking about crawlability, there's a you know the main things we want to think about here are you know using a plugin, obviously like Yoast or All-in-One SEO, which helps facilitate crawling. So it will generate a sitemap, an XML sitemap, which Google uses to see what fresh content you have on your site. It will generate a robots.txt file, uh, which will speak to Google and tell them which parts of the site they can and can't look at. Be careful there. Don't go disallowing things just for the sake of it. Um, And then, you know, those are two core elements, but then also it's setting up Google Search Console. So, and submitting your robots.txt file and your sitemap, not because it gives you any particular SEO advantage, but because it will show you what you've done wrong. Google Search Console is a an amazing free tool and I think no self-respecting WordPress developer should send out a site without having talked their client through setting that up because that way they can monitor broken links, they can monitor sitemap issues, they can they can monitor a whole of heap of other things but the main thing they can monitor is crawlability which is one of the key parts of SEO so that would be my number one. Yeah absolutely and uh, I agree with you there, Search Console is phenomenal, It it's it's diagnostics for free in a box and, and um, I, I wouldn't let a site go without it being set up but it is one of those things that gets overlooked because it does seem a little bit technical but it's actually pretty, pretty easy and you, there's heaps of tools available for it so brilliant, crawlability number one. Yeah great and I think just to add there that if you you know most people set up Google Analytics if you have Google Analytics set up you can verify your Google search console with the same code so you actually don't need to do anything else you can verify with the same code. So the next one number two is speed. Uh, We all feel the need for speed so slow sites don't perform well and this is getting more and more of an important issue as mobile searches actually overtake desktop searches in popularity so i think the last count was something like 60 to 65 percent of searches are now done on mobile as opposed to desktop and mobile speed has to be even faster than desktop so as as a as a rough benchmark you'd want a small business website loading in about a second and a half that would be what i would aim for and there's lots of tools that you can test your site with so you build the site and then I think it's the onus is on you as the WordPress developer to go out and test it. My favorite tool is Pingdom, uh, which is a great little speed tool. There's another one called GT Metrics. Um, I'll provide these links to Kath to put in the, in the download. And they will not only tell you how fast your site is, but they will tell you why it's slow. You know, maybe there's giant images loading, or maybe you've got 17 JavaScript files loading before the page actually renders. Um, so as a WordPress developer, there's many things you can do to improve the speed of your site. Obviously, you can get plugins like W3 Cache uh, to cache some of the content on your site. But one of the biggest things, and this is a mistake I see so often, is images. So you've de- uploaded some giant 2000 by 2000 pixel image to render on the page as a 150 by 150 thumbnail. So, you know, all that uh, case size needs to load. The other thing is if you set the dimensions, 
of the images in your code, which is relatively easy to do if you're a developer. It will help the page load and look good while the images are coming in. So at least the structure of the page will be there. The other thing, which is a bit more complicated, is to, if your site is really struggling and has a lot of images, is to use a content delivery network. So you actually host the images elsewhere. So this is CDN? CDN? CDN, yeah. yeah. I don't like acronyms, so I always oh, like Oh, okay. To... No, that's, that's <laughs> fine. I think I'm just yeah. clarifying for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think it's a super important thing. Um, and, you know, efficiency of code, not overloading the site with plugins. You know, sometimes plugins are great, but sometimes it can be better to just write a little one line of code that does the thing that the plugin does. Um, because all, everything you add to the site is like another thing that's going to weigh it down. And uh, speedy sites get more traffic, get more love, get more ranking. Beautiful. That's number two. Yeah, and that's totally within the realm of the developer, isn't it? It's, uh, it totally is. it's, it, it, it sounds, it's, it's, it's technical SEO components, and I think it's yeah. really important. All right, have you got a third number for us? Yeah. Number three. So number three is responsiveness. Now, we all a responsiveness, for those who don't know, is just that the, the, the website responds to the device on which you're viewing it. So we don't really talk about mobile-friendly sites anymore because every mobile is different, and we also have lots of devices in between, uh, iPads, mini iPads. You know, There's lots of ways we can view content these days. So... There are obviously lots of responsive themes out there. My favorite is Divi. I'm a huge Divi advocate. Don't judge. I love it. Um, but just because a theme says it's responsive and you've ticked that box and you've installed it, I think the onus is on the web developer to test that responsiveness. So to pick up their phone and try and do the things because just because it says it's responsive, you could find that your buttons are too close together and your big fat fingers can't press them. Or you could find that that nice big graphic on the homepage just doesn't look great on a mobile. So you're going to not show that on the mobile version of the site. So be, having a responsive theme is more than just installing a responsive theme. Sorry, yeah. having a responsive site is more than just the theme. It's about testing and usability and, and trying it out on a few different devices. And again, there are heaps of different tools. I think one of my favorites is just called Am I Responsive, um, which renders it in different windows and you can see uh, the site. But the best test is to grab your phone, grab someone else's Samsung, grab someone else's iPod and have a play. Because your end customer will only look at it one way and I guarantee you they'll look at it on their desktop because that's what most people do. And therefore, they'll never know if it's truly responsive. And what you don't want is someone coming along in three months' time to that customer and saying, your site isn't really responsive. I tried to use it. And then they come back to you and go, hey, I paid for a responsive site, but it's not responsive. So, you know. So the relevancy important. to SEO is basically um, on that one, is that if your site isn't responsive on a mobile device and actually can't be used, then that customer is going to bounce from that and those you know repetitive bounces are going to take your rank down because Google decides that it's not yeah, so a good match. Bounce, bounce rate isn't a metric as far as Google is concerned. It isn't part of the algorithm, but there is something called okay. dwell time, which we believe is part of the algorithm, which is how long people spend away from the index before they okay. come back. So, yeah, it's totally that, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, SEO is a means to an end. So, um, you know, responsive sites probably rank better, but it's all about the usability. If people can't convert, you know, we're not doing SEO for the sake of SEO. We want people to convert. And if people can't do the thing on your device, then that's, you know, the yeah. core of everything we're doing. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, frankly, there's 
very little excuse for a developer to put a site out that they haven't tested or made responsive for the majority of uh, you know devices out there these days. So yeah. thank you, very important. So number four is content and where you're going to join draw the line because as you said earlier it's like when do I stop when does my responsibility for this stop now I would say that um, at the very least you need to be uh, adding titles and meta descriptions for all the pages that you create now whether you actually write them I would say don't unless you're a confident copywriter and you understand keyword research and you understand SEO copywriting I don't think it's your responsibility to draft those I do think it's your responsibility to add them somebody told me the other day that they'd gone to their developer they had a 10 page site and they'd asked them if they would add the titles and meta and they said yes we'll do it it's gonna be a thousand dollars now I was just like that is an example of where really what is an, a 10 minute job we know this it's Yoast cut and paste cut and paste cut and paste in the bulk editor it takes 10 minutes um, you know but the client doesn't know that the client thinks it's something super technical and uh, you know if you therefore follow that idea through and say yeah it's really really difficult and really really hard and it's going to cost this much you're going to get you're going to get found out because it's not difficult so I think it's really important to maybe find a SEO copywriter or a content person that you feel comfortable working with refer the client to them if the client doesn't want to use them and has written their own copy you say look I'll take responsibility for adding it to the site but I just want to be clear with you that if it hasn't been well optimized it could impact your SEO and I'm not responsible for that yeah, yeah? all I'm doing is adding it to the site yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really about communication and drawing those boundaries, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I suppose um, from the client's point of view, they don't always understand why it's important, so you also have to know why it's important. Yes. Um, it's and making them understand that, you know, the way that their search engine snippet looks is going to also affect the conversion from that um, search engine listing as well. So, um, exactly starting a, a, a great new site and then having it you know with the menu as the first things listed underneath the, the page title was not a good look um, and yeah. it's so easy to avoid now um, I think I think there is a, a time you know there is a, a place where you can kind of go okay we're going to set this amount up of the main pages so there are sites out there I mean we're developing all sites of different sizes so when you've got sites that are perhaps you know four or five hundred pages upwards or even you know 50 pages upwards, going through and doing that meta titles and meta description, if you're actually thinking about them, can be sort of over and beyond what maybe the developer should be doing. But I think absolutely, like even just having it for the first, you know, the main 10 pages that are likely to actually show in the search engine for the first, you know, as it's indexing is super important and then having a strategy or an implementation plan in place to go through and do the rest of them um, yeah. is important. And I think I think you can package that up. You can yeah. say, here's, a site, here's an empty site, it's going to cost this much. If you want us to implement this, here's a, it's going to cost yeah. this much. Um, and I think you know, a really simple way to illustrate to clients how bad their title and meta descriptions are is to take a screen grab of them in the index. And when it says home as the title tag and stuff and things on our site as the description, and then they can see their competitor above them and their competitor below, and they can see the difference. You have to explain to them that they will not get the clicks. The title and the meta is the first thing anybody will ever read about your brand, so make it good. Yes. So I think content is something to consider and to be realistic about what you're including and what you're not. And I think that depends on who you are as a developer, what you're confident with, your other relationships with other content partners. Um, the final thing, five, I'm going to squeeze two into five. 
I'm sorry. It's all good. It's training and maintenance. So oh, thank you. I think training, uh, you cannot just give someone your site because the first thing they'll do is go away and they'll break it. They will go away and they will uninstall a plugin or they'll add a plugin that their cousin's hairdresser's uncle has recommended and it will it's a crappy plugin and it will break the whole site. So I think, you know, an, an hour of WordPress training is something that everybody should offer. If you're not comfortable doing that, then refer them to some of the many billions of resources on the interwebs that offer that. But don't leave them hanging. Don't leave them out there. And more importantly, explain to them the importance of maintenance. Because I'm sure that as a, as a rule, all of you install things like Backup Buddy and WordFence and, you know, those plugins that cost money every month and that need to be kind of tweaked and maintained. But we all know that plugins need to be updated because they cause security breaches. And, you know, we don't want this site to go down because every time the site goes down, it's an indication to Google that your site is not being well maintained. And therefore, they will de-rank you. They will reduce your ranking. Um, so, you know, I would put together a maintenance package that covers off updating plugins, maybe doing a bit of Google Search Console monitoring to find any broken links or that you will then fix. And um, maybe uh, you will, you know, they'll write a few pages of content and you'll agree to add that into your maintenance package. But I think and if you're not offering the maintenance package, which is perfectly fine, when I was a WordPress developer, I didn't want to do that. I was like, take your site and go away, I'm done. Um, but explain to them what they're not getting. Just say, hey, the site's finished. Here's what you're going to need to do on a monthly basis. You're going to need to update the plugins. You're going to need to do this. You know, so if, if, you, if I'm not going to do that for you, find someone who will or learn how to do it. Yeah. And this, what poorly maintained sites will uh, be, you know, penalized by Google. Yeah, absolutely. Way. I mean, WP Elevation um, in particular offers lots of training to our, our um, members uh, regarding care plans, how to set them up. How yes. to outsource them, or how to get the, how to do them in house? Like we've got every situation covered because we want to make sure that um, our members know that it's not just about getting a recurring revenue into our businesses. This is actually about maintaining our clients' sites so that they don't fall off the web, um, mm -hmm. and that's really important. These are their businesses. It's not you know it's an investment that they've put in. They don't then want to sort of push it all away by missing missing some of the maintenance stuff. So it's really important. Um, um, if, they, if, they, if people aren't offering their own um, setup, then they should be offering an alternative. So we, we love that tip, Kate. <laughs> and we love the relevance to SEO because, um, yeah, if the site isn't up, it's, it's going to fall off. So yeah. um, definitely appreciate that. So just to kind of recap those main points that we've made, um, you've mentioned so crawlability, crawlability is the responsibility of the developer, making sure that that site can be indexed um, and setting up Google Console. It's super important. Um, number two was, uh, you know, making the site fast, making sure that the speed is um, and the, the code is... Uh, optimised so that the site is not slow to load, particularly on mobile, because it's really important. Um, <clears throat> and that includes optimising images and potentially using, uh, you know, implementing a CDN uh, content delivery network. Um, the third one you've mentioned is responsiveness, so making sure that we test the usability of the of the website on those devices that we promise that it actually works on, and making sure that yeah it does do what we've said it does on the box. The fourth one that you've given us is is uh, 
knowing what the, our boundaries are with content um, and what the client's boundaries are with content and understanding that um, putting titles and meta descriptions shouldn't be an oversight and it, you know if we're not doing it um, to start with then there should be a plan to get it done as part of of the contract um, and understanding whose responsibility that is and the fifth one as you mentioned is training and maintenance because it's so important and without you know, a maintained website, you often don't have a website at all. So there's nothing to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's some awesome information for us. And and just to sort of sort of go over why I wanted you to talk to us about this today. Um, these are not things that is is part of that mystery. Like this is not mysterious stuff. And part of this, people are going, what? That's not SEO. But it is. It's the foundations. Mm -hmm. It's the the, you, we can have all the software and the themes and all of these things that say they're SEO ready, but if they are not actually, um, if there isn't actually any components sort of turned on or switched on and configured, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. So yeah, um, I mean exactly. Look, SEO is, is a huge, huge, expansive topic. There's so many more things we could talk about, but I'll, I'll tell you the reason why I focused on those because. Maybe in my lifetime I have audited over a thousand websites and I would say that about 80% of them, it's not the advanced stuff that's wrong. It's the most absolute basics. It's things like permalinks being wrong or that they've checked that box that says, Google, please don't index my site or that there's no sitemap or there's no title tags or the title tag is the same on every page. It's not the big stuff. And that's the thing, people are like, SEO is so complicated and it's rocket science, but the basics, anyone can learn. Yeah. And they're where most sites fall down. Yeah, and I think it's stuff that we can definitely just give our clients a little bit of reassurance in that their site is, you know, we've got the basics covered. And I think it's a selling point for any business that is doing it because there's so many that aren't. Yeah. Um, Kate, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Um, and I, I am really happy that it was the WP Elevation podcast that we first got to catch up on. Um, yeah. Where can our listeners kind of get in touch and say hi and, um, and where can they find you? Well, thankfully, I'm quite good at SEO. So if you just type Kate Toon into Google, you'll find one of my six WordPress sites because, yes, I'm obsessed with building sites. No more. So um, oh, but the, if you want to learn a bit more about SEO and maybe, you know, get to grips with some of these technical things, I have a site called www.therecipeforseosuccess.com uh, and you'll find some little mini courses and resources and a podcast that you can uh, use to kind of learn the basics, but also move into some of the more advanced stuff like schema and AMP and all that good stuff as well, if you want to. And I think I was gonna, I was gonna say um, about the, the Facebook and the community pages that you oh, run, yeah. it's a really great place to meet people who can help you out if you're not confident with a lot of this stuff yourself. Um, yeah. I'm gonna put all the links to your awesome stuff in the download that I set up, but thank you so much. Thanks, it's been lovely. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did. Remember to visit wpelevation.com forward slash Kate Toon to download the checklist for this episode and leave us some feedback in the comment section. If you love what we're doing here, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us spread the word. You can also do, you can do so by visiting wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to your company on the next episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Until then, go elevate.